Hello, welcome to The Honest Wargamer. I'm your host, Rob, and this is the Age of Sigmar Stat Center, where every single week, well, as much as we can, um, on a Monday with a Twitch chat, we go through all of the lists from the events at the weekend that either went 5-0 or 4-1. I try to talk about how the lists play and perform and try and give you some insight into maybe lists you might want to build or not build. And I hope you enjoy the show. Uh, there's also stats on Age of Sigmar, which in my opinion are the best stats in the world about any game system, probably, apart from maybe Blood Bowl. They're incredible. And then on thehonestwargamer.com and then on by Ziggy and Rob, uh, who are wonderful people and they do incredible work. Special shout out to Rob for sending me all of the, the data I need whenever I go through and talk about the list from the weekend. There are 244 players playing this weekend across five countries. Uh, Italy, USA, England, Canada. Uh, we got the TRS, Torino, the really good GT, Ragnarok GT, and a bunch more. Um, if you do like the show, then please do like and subscribe. That will really help. Um, or leave us reviews on the podcast or any of those other things. Right, we're going to go look at the list now. I hope you enjoy the show. Thanks very much for tuning in. The first event that we're going to look at today, this weekend, is in Italy. It was the TRS Torono Regio Sabaudo, second edition. 68 players playing, uh, here you can see. Uh, the event, a nice little bit of artwork, and it was run by uh, Meme Venerazzo. Uh, there you go, you can see there. And it was held in what looks to be a prison. Uh, so there you go, uh, lovely. Uh, lovely. Now, uh, if we go and look at the placings, obviously with such a large event, we get a couple of 5-0s and several 4-1s, which we'll be looking at today. Our first two 5-0s is Mirko Anzalone uh, and Roberto Gallagheri. Now, we can see that Mirko Anzalone, I'm so sorry, I've definitely got that wrong, Mac, uh, sorry, Mirko Anzal Anzalone, uh, I've obviously got that right, was running Blades of Corn, Blood Lords. Blood Lords sub-faction, uh, don't forget, allows you to do mortals on fives to hit. Uh, as opposed to six is a hit when you're using something with a blood letter keyword. He does have a big block of 20 blood letters. He's got one unit of 10 blood warriors. And then for battle line, two claws of Karnak units, which are very excellent, uh, cheap, uh, small screens, which is very, very good. Uh, he then has got a blood secretor, a Rungor ritualist, a blood master, and a bloodthirster unfettered fury. But don't forget, he's got Argath, the king of blades, which makes units within three inches not be able to take ward saves, which is particularly good if you're doing a lot of mortal wounds. Um, He's got a Bloodmaster and he's got a Slaughter Priest. The Bloodmaster is going to be able to uh, help bring back units of Blood Warriors as well. Uh, sorry, not Blood Warriors, sorry, Blood Letters as well, which is good. And he's got one last Slaughter Priest because those prayers are so useful in Blades of Corn. Uh, then he's got a unit of Garrick's Reavers, 70 points. You see these in a lot of corn lists because they're 70 points, super cheap already. And because you can sacrifice them very early for a very easy Blood Tithe point, which is very wicked. A unit of Blood Crushers as well, so only a unit of three. But again, they're doing Mortals on fives to hit, but only with the Blood Letter attacks. Uh, the Bleeding Icon and then a unit of Mighty Skull Crushers. So they're going to be on a two-up armor save and they're going to be pinning a unit in. Only 200 points, but 15 wounds. Uh, which is quite interesting. So multiple small units, with the exception of the blood letters. So it looks like a lot of what um, uh, Mac has been doing has been sacrificing units uh, to generate blood tithe points while making sure he does a lot of damage with his blood letters, uh, which is very, very good. Um, uh, oh, sorry, uh, that's Margors, Rob. Garrecks are good because they kill a model for blood tithe points. Apologies. But either way, they generate blood tithe points. Sorry. Uh, just to be clear, just to just reconfirm uh, that you can take uh, the unit of Garrick's Reavers and they generate a blood tithe point and they kill a unit, which is really good. Okay. <laughs> and then Roberto Caligari, uh, I've made a mistake of reading the chat. Um, 
Uh, running Gloom's is it was running Gloom's Spike Gits. He was running Jaws of Mork. Don't forget that. It's plus one attack to the draw attacks of squeak units. Uh, he's got Scragrock, great two cast wizard. Um, really solid, excellent. Uh, generates the moon around him. Fungal Cave Shaman, Squig Boss, the Fungal Cave Shaman, as well as having Squiggler for three units, uh, D3 units, uh, can run and charge. Uh, he's got the Moonface Momit, so reduces the save of units uh, of a unit within 12 inches. Uh, the Squig Boss, who's the general, has got the Clammy Hand, which um, on a uh, which lets you re-roll the dice for returning a model to the unit. A unit of 20 Squig Hoppers, and then two, three units of 24 Squig Herd. What we're seeing in a lot of worlds lists, as an example, is two units of 36, so maxing them out. The idea is, is that you lose a unit and you return that unit up to half, thanks to uh, the Loon Shrine's ability in Climbing Hand for the reroll. Here he's just got like a little bit more board presence, and if someone does have Bellacor, for instance, and shuts down one unit of Squig Herd, there's still two major threats. And the Squig Hoppers themselves are a major threat as well. Uh, they're all getting plus one attack on their jaw attacks as well. Sneaky Snufflers to buff them uh, for the five at Ward, Slugoth plus one to hit for everyone in range. Absolutely brilliant. Okay, so looking at the four ones, and we've got a nice little mixture of four ones. Uh, Vittorio Canzani is running Sinesh, and he's running Pretenders, and he's running this in what I would consider to be the cookie-cutter Sinesh list. So in Pretenders, don't forget, you get an extra two CP every time your general would generate uh, one CP for a total of three, which is pretty crazy over the course of a battle. And every time he issues a command, he can issue the same command up to three times, which is really, really good. And you're only spending one CP for the privilege. Then you've got a Keeper of Secrets, you've got the Mask and a Contorted Epitome. Now, the Keeper of Secrets gets to fight twice, uh, or sorry, makes a unit fight twice uh, once per battle. We'll talk about that more in a minute. Uh, command trait is Strength of Godhood, uh, doesn't stack anymore, which is really good. Crown Dark Secrets and Flaming Weapons, making Keeper of Secrets themselves uh, an okay, if a little bit of a. Uh, high variance melee unit in the Keeper of Secrets. The Mask and then the Contorted Epitome, uh, fueled by Gurish Rage. I think that's going to be very common. Contorted Epitome is a massive force multiplier. D3 units get plus one to wound against them. And it's not just melee, it's in everything, which is nuts. Then uh, again, Cookie Cutter, 22 and 2 times 11 uh, Bliss Barb Archers. So these have got a really good shooting profile. Um, two shots each, so it's a ton of shots at range. Uh, and then the important part here is that if you ever get charged, thanks to Owen in the chat for pointing this out, if you do ever get charged, because you're in Pretenders, you're going to be able to do triple Unleash Hell, which is bonkers amounts of shots. Uh, like, legitimately really good, and they've all got rent. Then you've got a unit of Bliss Barb Seekers. So the Bliss Barb Seekers will normally shoot first, uh, because what they do is they reduce the save of a unit until the end of that turn, uh, which I think is quite good. So uh, a unit of five Seekers could maybe shoot a couple of different units, and then the Bliss Barb Archers could shoot after, so effectively giving them rend too, which is crazy. Uh, that at minus one rend is also... Uh, going to, uh, sorry, minus one to their save is also going to affect the unit of 10 Slip Blade Seekers, which again is very cookie cutter. So these are a cavalry unit that are very fast and they do melee output. Now the important part is um, they're going to charge in early, you're going to use an ability called Euphoric Killers, and then they're going to attack with the Keeper of Secrets. The Keeper of Secrets is then going to make them fight twice, uh, which means uh, because of Euphoric Killers, everything that they, uh, damage that they do in that combat phase, and that will be over both activations, will generate them depravity points. At that point, their depravity point table will power up because it's like a bar that you fill up. Um, and then there'll be minus one to hit, do mortals on sixes to hit, and also have a five at ward save. If they fill it up quick enough, um, uh, that's very, very, very good. So uh, you've also got the temptation dice for Snesh as well, which is their allegiance ability. You're going to do a, 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 either a bunch of mortal wounds or generate more depravity that way as well. So I'd say this feels fairly cookie cutter. 
Um, I'm not saying it's like the perfect Suresh list, but it feels like the list many people are trying to run at the moment is the one a lot of people are feeling very positive about. You've got enough shooting in the Bliss Barb Archers to clear away screens so that the, um, uh, this is very much like a kind of beast of chaos army and it's all in a one drop. Uh, so you clear away the screens and then the Slick Blade Seekers go in and then you just have to deal with that. So your screen goes away, the Slick Blade Seekers probably hit something very valuable in your army, um, do a lot of damage, then then we're, do we're, do uh, we're, we're done. So very interesting lists, uh, really like to see it. Congratulations to Vittorio Kanzani. Uh, then we've got Andrea Epis, Epis, Epics. I don't know, uh, but I got it wrong last time on the list review show. I apologize. Andrea Epis. Uh, I hope that's right. Anyway, he's running Ogremore tribes in Boulder Head. Uh, so that's plus two wounds on all your boys. Frost on Stone on uh, Stonehorn. Stonehorn. Uh, then Huskard on Thunder Tusk, um, and then a Firebelly and a Blood Pelt Hunter. Uh, Blood Pelt Hunter interestingly doesn't have um, Tunnel Master. Instead, the Firebelly does. Normally, you see Tunnel Master on the Blood Pelt Hunter because the Blood Pelt Hunter does have the ability to make a kind of move. Uh, sorry, a normal move when your opponent comes near them. Uh, very much like, uh, very much like the foxes used to do in Lumineth Realm Lords, and then that activates Tunnel Master so you can teleport away, meaning basically can't be hit. Um, uh, you got Epis right, but Andrea wrong though. <laughs> Damn it! I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then he's got the um, uh, you got Huthos, Huskar and Thunder Tusk with a Blood Vulture, and then the Frost Lord and Stonehorn uh, with obviously the minus one to wound mount trait and the Voice of the Avalanche, the ability to do a command ability anywhere on the board, um, and then three units of three Stonehorn Beast Riders. Um, there we go. So like just a lot of damage. Holding objectives is very strong. Um, uh, and they just, they're monster trucks. They're just going to smash in very early, do a lot of damage, hit you very hard, hold objectives very aggressively, and you've got to deal with it. Uh, then another Filippo Vivari, uh, Viverato, Filippo, Filippo, congratulations. Uh, went 4-1 with his Ogremore tribes, Boulder Head. He had a Frostal and Stonehorn, um, which if you look, it's exactly the same loadout as the one we looked at before. Um, oh no, sorry, he changed his command trait to Touch by the Everwinter, making him a priest. And then you've got the prayer Keening Gale. Does that mean you can then take Arcane Tome? Interesting. Uh, Tyrant, a Butcher, and then four Stonehorn Beast Riders in this list. Uh, so it's the same thing again. They count on tenors and objectives. They've got good armor saves. They've got good war saves. They've got a good amount of wounds. They have great output. Uh, really solid. You really want to make uh, them minus one to hit, minus one to wound if you can. Um, they really struggle with that if you are playing against those. Uh, but they do a lot of mortal wounds on the on the charge as well. So there's also that. So they clear screens in that way. Uh, Gianni Crivella is one of the Lumineth Realm Lords in Helon. Techlist, a Cathalar, two units of 10 Wardens, five Dawn Riders, an Umbral Spell Portal, and then two times 20 Wardens. He doesn't have uh, the Rune of Petrification, which you would consider to be fairly standard in this list, but does have the Umbral Spell Portal for the Technado. So this is the Technado and Lumineth Castle, which we talk about a lot. Um... Then Jordi Napaniali um, uh, is running OCR Bone Reaper, so this is new book. Um, uh, and then Petrifex Elite. He's got Catacross, so Petrifex Elite is minus one damage to a minimum of one to uh, Cat, not to Catacross, but I think to the Stalkers and the Immortus Guard that are in this list. Then he's got Immortus and Ossifector, which has got uh, the Aura of Sterility to everyone wholly within 12 inches. It's minus one to hit, minus one to wound from shooting. Um, the Ossifector also has got a plus one to a wound aura as well. Um, 
uh, and has got the aspect of the champion leadership of the alpha. Then he's got Mortis and Bone Shaper. Then a unit of Stalkers, two units of three Stalkers, and, and a unit of six Immortus Guard. And then two units of two Morgast Archai. So they're quite fast, a little bit more mobile, doing damage. They also turn off command abilities in an aura for units they're engaged with. So the healing in this army is pretty good. Uh, the Stalkers and the Immortus Guard can be healed at least uh, twice uh, in the OCR Bone Reapers turn, which is very good. They've got great armor saves. They've got a plus one save thanks to Catacross, uh, which is just really good. Works outside of his own Legion now, which is just wild in my opinion. Um, so yeah, just very, very good. So yeah, just excellent stuff. Uh, and then uh, we've got Luca Honorati running Disciples Each Guild of Summoners. He's running a Fate Master, a Cursling, a Magister, and a Changecaster. Then 20 pinks, 10 pinks, and two units of 10 Zangor. Soul Screen Bridge, Chronomatic Cogs, and Burning Sigil. Chronomatic Cogs allows you to reroll cast. Very useful. Burning Sigil Zinch is a spell you can put down on the first turn, which your opponent can't stop and unbind for the first turn. And Soul Screen Bridge is going to be used for that unit of 20 pink horrors. Teleport them across the board. Um, and then charge using Destiny Dice and pin your opponent into their uh, deployment zone, which is uh, a very solid play, in my personal opinion. Uh, then all of the wizards uh, are in Guild of Summoners. Well, the whole army is in Guild of Summoners, but the wizards are trying to generate as many spells as they can, um, and they're trying to do as much damage as they can to summon more Lords of Change on the board uh, to hold uh, just to hold the board and do a lot of damage, basically. That's the trick. Um, so well done to Guild of Summoners. Very popular at the minute. And then Andrea Nukifora is running Blades of Corn. Bloodthirster from Effect Fury, Bloodmaster, Bloodscreator, Bloodmaster, Rumgor Richlist, and Scar Bloodwrath. Uh, two times 20 blood letters, and then two units of five flesh hounds and some blood crushers. So again, they're doing mortals on fives to hit on those blood letters, and everything else in the army is really geared towards making it so those blood letters charge in. Bloodthirster from Effect Fury. Um, with the 3d6 charge don't forget they get a d6 move in the hero phase they got a prayer for an additional move so those blood letters sound sound like they're not going very fast but they i think that their threat range is something like 32 inches um which is pretty nuts um in my opinion so they're very fast scar dies comes back gives more uh blood tithe points rumgo ritualist for plus one to hit in an aura uh, and as a cheap priest as well uh so just a load um just a, a load of very very interesting uh lists there uh really fun to see uh the mix um and then uh, i hope everyone had a lovely time at the event our next event had 58 players it was the really good gt hosted by team big chungus with i think a great bit of art if you check that out which i think is really good um but the actual host was nick grimnir uh shout out to nick uh and it was being held in maryland i think at this mall uh, the town mall, uh, which is pretty good. Uh, who did well at the event? Well, that's a great question. We're going to talk about the five O's first. And they're quite unique list, which is really fun. Played by two very great players. Emma Mangles, previously of Team USA. I think she's still in the squad, but not not coming this year. Uh, and Jacob Brandon, um, who is a phenomenal player over in the USA. Um, really, really solid. Uh, so some really, really good lists. Um uh, let's go talk about them. So Emma was running uh, Soulblight Gravelords and she was running Vrycross. Now Vrycross, um, uh, interestingly now, uh, you can take artifacts on unique characters. So you've got a Vampire Lord with Tunnel Master, uh, you've got a Vampire Lord with Spirit Gale, and you've got Belladama Volga with the Ulfenkana Phylactery. This gives a 5-up ward save to summonable units wholly within 9 inches. A Necromancer and then Torgillus the Chamberlain. 
and Torgillus also gives a five up ward to summonable units wholly within 12 inches and then three units of 40 zombies two units uh, sorry another unit of 20 deadwalker zombies and then a unit of direwolves two corpse guards and a unit of graveguard so uh, what we see in there is almost all of those units have a five up ward save while they're surrounded by those characters and those characters can pass wounds off to those other units in addition the corpse carts are doing mortal wounds are giving the zombies mortal wounds on sixes to hit and to finish this all off they're doing murder rolls so if you go in and you murder 40 zombies then you're going to be rolling 40 dice and a five up is going to do mortal wounds back lastly and to quote uh andrew in the chat which i think is a really fair point that we need to talk about with soul black grave lords is the ability to resummon a dead unit up to half strength so recycle a unit is how we call it so recycle a unit up to half strength outside of three inches of your opponent is pretty busted like for screening for move blocking and doing a bunch of other stuff it's very very strong and it happened in both players turn so i think you're going to see soul black grave lords armies do very very well uh, off based off a load of different things anyway but that ability being very very strong so uh, very, very impressive in my opinion. Uh, and shout out to Emma for doing so well. The other list run by Jacob Brandon. And having just read, I think, 13 or 14 Beasts of Chaos lists for the World Championships and myself uh, currently playing Beasts of Chaos, whenever I start reading a Beasts of Chaos list, I expect uh, there's stuff I expect to see, which is nine Borgor and a bunch of Raiders. Uh, but Jacob Brandon just flipping the script on this, uh, running All Herd. Now, All Herd is really good because at the end of every battle shot phase each gore ungore unit in your army but not best of gore uh is going to be able to return d3 plus three unit uh models to a unit and that's each unit and it's d3 plus three at the end of each battle shot phase each player's turn okay so that's the thing to remember so that's gore and ungore units including ungore raiders so you're going to be healing six plus two d3 at every battle round which is crazy he has, so that's the all herd sub faction. He's got three great Bray Shamans, Tendril of Atreus, plus one damage onto an enemy unit. Um, uh, and so if you attack that unit, they're plus one damage. Uh, great Bray Shaman, another great Bray Shaman with the artifact, the Bray Blast Trumpet, which is going to summon a unit of Gore, Ungor Raiders, or Ungor. Uh, and then a Beast Lord with a Beastial Cunning command trait, which means a unit can deep strike from outside of uh, seven inches anywhere on the board, as opposed to from the board edge. And then another Beast Lord with the leadership of the Alpha, so can do three command abilities. And then he's got two units of 30 gore, which is crazy. Uh, they're good in close combat, like, I guess, if you stack enough attacks on them, which is quite interesting. But they don't have a lot of rend, but don't worry, we've dealt with that. They're also uh, in the Galician Veterans sub-faction. Uh, not sub-faction, sorry. Galician Veterans Battalion. So they're going to be able to fight in multiple ranks, which is really good, because they only have one-inch range and they're on 32 more bases. Then he's got 10 gore just battling out that battle line. Then he's got three units of Chaos Gargants. Crazy. So these have got a uh, stackable ability to reduce the armor save of a unit that they're fighting, uh, which is very good because if you can get those in at the same time as the gore, that means that then you could be at Ren 3 with the gore, uh, maybe even Ren 4 uh, with um, the... Uh, shrine sorry the yeah the shrine that they have the terrain piece that they use uh, and then two cockatrices and the cockatrices also make it so that units uh, uh, that try to fight the gore are going to be hitting on sixes because uh, that's their ability on a four plus take d3 more wounds you take any then you hit on sixes so that adds some survivability into the army so um, 
uh some really interesting stuff uh yes the cockatrice thing though doesn't stack or you can't try to use a cockatrice thing um on two units so very very good very very cool very interesting um and honestly i think i'd like to reach out to jacob and get an interview on this and work out uh, exactly how he's playing it what he's doing with it because it's very fun bit of a problem though um uh for uh, next season so when the new GHB comes around because we are getting rumors that the Galician veterans battalion is going to be going away now this is going to cause a real problem for a lot of players in the game um, uh, we've had this now we will have had this now for six months um, maybe longer than six months a year would have had this for a year uh, and so people have built armies with the ability with units that can fight in two ranks so um, we are going to uh, start a aggressive letter writing campaign um, if that does go away in the new GHB, but it will just be a really nicely worded letter. Like, Dead Games Workshop, I like Age of Sigmar. Please don't take... Uh, please just FAQ in the Galician Veterans Battalion. That'd be great. Anyway, two great people, two great 5-0s, two very unique lists. You love to see it. Excellent. Shout out to the host of the really good GT. Let's go look at the 4-1. So in the 4-1s, you've got Carl Lipfiller on, uh, running Carriage and Overlords. Mike Vaginos. Uh, running Slaves to Darkness, William Hatch, Caleb Walters, Nicholas Walters, Joe Shoemaker, Ryan Levo, Sergio Ortiz, um, uh, all in the 4-1 bracket. Little shout out, obviously, to Ted Adams and Tom Ling uh, with the four and a draw. Well, three and a draw and a loss, but like shout out to you. All right, what list will they all play in? Okay, well, Carl, obviously, uh, one of the better KO players in the world, um, running Barak Urbaz, uh, which means he gets to take an extra article, if you didn't know. Um, so he's got honor is everything and settle the grudge. So he gets plus one to wound against one unit. Uh, and he also gets rally on a four plus. Uh, he's got an Arcanor Admiral uh, who's got the Commandery X Grunstruck, which means he can take Thunderers as battle line, uh, even though, and also issue a command ability to those Thunderers as well. Uh, there's some stipulation around that that I forget. He's also got Fuel by Gurish Rage um, as well. An Aether Chemist for plus one Rend, Aether Navigator, and Brock Grungson. Uh, which is great. Then he's got a gunshot gun hauler, and then he's got another gun hauler, and then he's got 15 thunderers, two units of three engine riggers, and an ironclad in a battle regiment and command entourage. So he is going to be able to heal up his big boats like the ironclad uh, and the little gun haulers, and then he's got 15 thunderers. Now, normally you see more thunderers, so Carl really changing up a little bit here. You don't see a lot of gun haulers, you see almost no gun haulers, in fact. So he's trying out something a little bit spicy, a little bit different. Um, and then the big ironclad with the big gun boys in doing all the shooting. Very cool. Very cool. Safe Startless run by Mike Vaginos running Ravagers. Don't forget that means you get to heal, sorry, recycle a unit of cultists in this army as well, uh, which is really fun. It means you get to make one of your, uh, you get to make your general the idolater lord. Um, and he has made an exalted hero of chaos that with the mark of Sinesh. He's then got a chaos sorcerer lord in the list as well. And he's got Archeon. And then he has 80 Splintered Fang, four units of 20 and a unit of Unmade. They're going to be doing a load of damage in close combat. And then when they do die, he's going to be able to return 10 of them back on the board, which is very good. So a lot of recursion in that army. And while you're just getting waves after waves of insane cultists, doing loads of mortal wounds, don't forget they got three attacks each. So a unit of Splintered Fang should be 60 attacks. Um, uh, they also get to fight on death as well. Yeah, thank you. Um, they go in and then you've got to deal with Archeon as well so that's an issue uh so fun 
great list. Well done to Mike for doing super well. Mike's also just a great human. Really fun. Like, he'll talk your ear off about Warhammer Forever, and, and I super appreciate it. Uh, then uh, we have a Soulblight Grave Lords list in Legion of Blood. Vampire Lord and Zombie Dragon. Nephra are in a Vampire Lord. This Vampire Lord and Zombie Dragon is what I'm going to call the Doomed Mist and Shadows. <laughs> He's got Command Trait, Doom Minion, so you hit D3 units on two pluses. Uh, uh, with sorry, anyone that hits them hits on a two plus. Cloak of Mist and Shadows is a three up on rendable save. Uh, Neferata can cast a spell so that you ignore rend, uh, but you can still add positives to your save. Uh, then it's got a unit of 30 Death Rattle Skeletons, and this is what we think Neferata spells going on. So, with a Mystic Shield, uh, that means they're going to have a four up unrendable save. And at the beginning of every combat phase, uh, you're going to be able to uh, roll a dice for each slain model in the unit on a four plus return them. It's pretty decent with also a six up ward save unit of black knights as battle line and a unit of dead walker zombies um then you got grave guard uh so a unit of 20 grave guard unit of 10 grave guard all in the list as well uh, uh doing a load of damage um as grave guard very very solid uh, but that those skeletons going to feature in a lot of lists very very good then you got uh, an OCR Bone Reapers lift in crematoriums. You absolutely love to see it. I'm pretty certain Caleb was running this. Shout out to Caleb specifically. Love to see you doing it. So crematoriums uh, makes all of your army murder rolls. You roll a number of dice equal to the wounds caused by... So if you've got one wound model, you roll one dice. If you've got three wound model, you roll three dice. Any five ups, do a mortal wound. Hashtag murder rolls. He's got Catacross with the plus one to hit, plus one uh, save aura, which is very, very good. Arcan. Uh, great wizard and the bone shaper with the aura of sterility like we talked about earlier plus one to hit minus one to hit and minus one to wound for shooting against units wholly within 12 inches the artisan's key so he's got another attempt to heal into a unit which is what the bone shaper can do um, and then fuel by garish rage in case it does die 20 more tech guard so you can heal uh i think you can heal nine more tech guard uh with that loadout with catacross arcan and the bone shaper no sorry 12 actually you can get three from catacross three from arcan bone shaper can do another three and then artisan key gives you another three i'm pretty certain so that's 12 back um uh and then you've got uh three units of five cavalos death riders um and a gothazar harvester so those death riders when they charge in they give you a good battle tactic but also murder rolls for those guys um it's going to be three dice per one so from a unit of five you're going to be rolling 15 but they're going to get plus one save on their four up base save coming from uh catacross so you're going to have a three up armor save uh which is really good especially spread across 15 wounds which is decent and also being able to have a ward save um uh, and then the harvester with those mortec means every mortec you kill you get to roll a dice and on a four plus they get to be put back on the board but you also get to roll the murder roll so die uh get slain murder roll four plus come back on the board and then heal them um it's legit and very funny and very cool in my personal opinion so shout out to them i, I love that Urk war clans iron jaws a little bit classic blood tooths weird knob shaman a mega boss and war crusher and a war chanter oh sorry two war chanters and a mega boss on foot with the destroyer artifact tunnel master don't forget mighty destroyers triggers tunnel master move after slap someone in the face with a destroyer on the mega boss two units of three uh, two units of six gore grunters uh they're gonna be buffed up to high heavens and the brutes Unit of 10 Brutes. I really like 10 Brutes in this meta. There's a lot of one wound models, two wound models holding objectives. Uh, and the Brutes mean that you don't count for holding objectives. Uh, one wound models. Um, uh, unit of 10, pretty solid. Um, nice in the combat meta. They do, they're not super fast, but Mighty Destroyers will help that out. 
I really like the Brutes in this list as well. Um, also means that you can push up something pretty defensive in the Brutes into the midboard and then charge with your Gorgrunters later, meaning you don't have to be like an alpha army. So that's quite fun from this construction, in my opinion. Uh, and then we've got another uh, Oceanic Bone Reapers list. This in Petrifex Elite Damage. This subfaction means that the damage is reduced by one to a minimum of one. So if you're damaged two weapon, it'd be damaged one weapon. Uh, catch across in a bone shaper. Again, or of sterility. Minus one to hit, minus one to wound. Uh, against shooting units, arson's key. Same thing I said before. Uh, and then two units of six. Sorry, one unit of six Immortus Guard. One unit of six Necropolis Stalkers. One unit of three Immortus Guard. Two units of five Kavalos Death Riders. And the Soul Stealer Carrion. So everyone's got a really good armor save thanks to Catacross. Um, and this time they're reducing the damage that's coming in uh, thanks to the sub-faction. Uh, and then finally, Legion of Blood. Again, the same Vampire Lord with the same loadout. Nefrata and a Vampire Lord uh, in the list as well. Then 10 Death Rock, sorry, 20 Death Rock Skeletons, 10 Death Rock Skeletons, some Direwolves, 10 more Skeletons, and then 20, two lots of 20 Graveguard. So uh, some, some Hammer and Anvil here, holding the front line with the Skeletons. Um, smashing them with a grave guard the whole time the vampire lord and zombie dragon poses a massive threat and you got some magic defense from neferata wicked event i gotta shout out the guys one more time so i just think great little logo i really like the name of the event as well the really good gt sounds like like on on the name of the event you're telling me what i want going to do which is have a fun time so it sounds great. I hope you guys had a great time. Our next event is the Ragnarok GT being held in England. It was organized by Russell Taylor and it was held here at a school, uh, a classic English setting for an event. Shout out to the South Coast GT. It was won by Hazel Moon. And if you uh, did tune in last week, you'll see that Hazel uh, also picked up a 5-0 last week as well. So that makes Hazel on a 10-0 streak. Uh, I think two tournaments, two 5-0s in a row is a streak. Uh, so we'll see if that continues. Uh, what was she running? Well, she was running Ogre Moor Tribe, Boulder Head. She had a Frostlord and Stonehorn, a Huskard on Thunder Tusk, and then one, two, and three Stonehorn Beast Riders with some Thunder Tusk Beast Riders. Lucky enough to has ha have Hazel in the chat, uh, and she says that big guys stand in the corners, and then they hold objectives until all the vultures uh, ruin your day. So there are five blood vultures in the list. Anywhere on the board, two plus a mortal wound, uh, killing all sorts of support heroes, and then starting to do loads of damage in close combat. I mean, ogres are pretty monosyllabic. They charge, fight. That's pretty much all you need to know. Uh, but all in bold ahead. Absolutely congratulations to Hazel. Let's go look at the four ones. Okay, in the four ones, we've got two KOs, Owen Jackson and Phil Sprignall, but wildly different lists. Luke Skelton with his Nurgle and Benjamin Savart with his Soulblight Gravelords. Uh, so let's just take a look at the list. Owen is running uh, Barrack Urbaz again. So what I said earlier about the additional articles. He's also got an ex-Grunstrock command trait. So he's going to have Thunder as his battle line. An Arcanaut Admiral, an Aether Chemist. Uh, uh, sorry, two Aether Chemists, a Navigator, and a Code Right. So he's generating tons of CP. He's going to be able to shut down uh, the enemy. He's going to be able to generate himself a load of extra rend on top of his two units of 15 Grunstrock Thunderers for a phenomenal amount of damage. Then 10 Arcanaut Company and an Ironclad. Uh, he's also got Soul Screen Bridge in there as well, uh, which is free, so he's going to be able to move over a unit of uh, Thunderers, shoot them, and also bridge over a unit of Thunderers and shoot them, which is very, very positive, uh, and some big damage there. This is very different to Phil Sprignall's list, which is Barrack Zahn. He's got an Admiral, an Engineering Master, and a, a Navigator, uh, but then he's got nine engine riggers, six and three engine riggers. So don't forget, quite a bit of damage um, as they come out of the boat and do fighting, but also great opportunity to heal 
on the boats that they're in as well because they're they really good healing on the, the big sky ships and then you know three sky ones then you have one gun hauler and then two Arknaut frigates don't forget if you charge in with these then the guys inside the boats can get out fight um, with always strikes first so that's really good into combat so combat ko and shooting ko both going for one that's really excellent um uh, luke uh, with his drowned men running a lord of afflictions bellacore best war scroll in the game lord of blights and then two times four blight lords and two plus um plus two plus cool blight lords i don't know what to say about this other than good armor saves good wounds five at ward save bellacore shuts stuff stuff down law of afflictions turns off command traits just very solid like in my opinion um, just very, very good. And then finally, uh, Benjamin's list is a Soul Black Gravelord's Kesterly uh, army. So you get plus one attack on vamps. Prince Vordry, a Vampire Lord, uh, and then three units of five Blood Knights, and then 16 Askurgan True Blades with their pregame move. Two times three Felblats, and then some Bright Cross Bloodborne. So being able to hold objectives um, uh, with the smaller units, uh, pregame move, block stuff up, and then do a bunch of fighting with very survivable units. Um, uh, the healing, especially um uh, the healing that you can get on the vampires like prince Vordry. uh the hunger is incredibly effective incredibly effective uh so congratulations to everyone who did really well the game night gt in canada had 26 players um and was part of their league uh, i'm being told uh we had mark polinski win the event and go 5-0 with his soul black grave lords army and he was running a legion of blood shock and horror with neferata a vampire lord and zombie dragon with Doom Minions and a Cloak of Mist and Shadows. White King and a Vampire Lord. The White King um, uh, is really, really good in combination with the Desperate Rock Scallions, in my opinion. Uh, Desperate Rock Scallions, a little minimum unit. Two units of Direwolves, uh, and then a big unit of 10 Blood Knights. Don't forget those Blood Knights um, are going to get Mystic Shield, and they're going to get Nephrite Spell, which means they're going to have a two-up unrendable save, which is very, very good. And they're all going to be hitting on twos, uh, which is just very, very effective. So massive congratulations to mark polinski uh and just great work well done bud so in the 4-1 bracket steve weidman matt Koliak, and jake seguin all oh and sean's murray sorry all went 4-1 congratulations to all of you uh let's talk about what was in the list so uh the lumineth realm lords list was pretty exciting it had zytrek scenario lightner law seeker and a venari lord regent but no tech list uh, the Lord Regent is going to be able to buff up some of those uh, weapons that you can see. So uh, Wardens, the Sentinels. So there's 10s Wardens, 220 Sentinels, uh, and then a max unit of Blade Lords, which is bonkers to see, uh, and then a unit of Wardens. And it kind of makes sense to see um, a Law Seeker and a max unit of Blade Lords. That's kind of fun. And it's got three Endless Spells. Ravenite Session Jaws for doing a lot of Mortal Wound damage, um, which is pretty good. Rune Petrification for doing some AoE Mortal Wound damage and Geminids for turning off command abilities, uh, which is very good as well. You like to see it. This is very unique. I mean, there's not much to say about uh, this army in of itself. Blade Lords combos really nicely with a Law Seeker, um, but it's really exciting to see something like this happen. This is all in Zytrek, so all the Wizards have got plus one to cast, uh, which is pretty good. Uh, the Law Seeker, oh, I love a Law Seeker with Fueled by Gurish Rage. That's actually really clever, really clever, holding that objective and continues to hold that objective. Okay, another Soul Black Grave Lords list going 4-1. Legion of Blood, Nephrata, Vampire Lord, Vampire Lord, Zombie Dragon with Doom Minions, Cloak of Mist and Shadows, uh, some Death Rattle Skeletons, and then 10 Blood Knights, 20 Graveguard. We're seeing, we're seeing something happen here, gang. We're seeing something happen. 
there is a fun Cities of Sigma list. Absolutely huge to see this do well. Hallow Heart, so you get additional spellcasting in Hallow Heart. Cecil Hurricane with Cecil Battle Mage, a Battle Mage, and Knight Valexa that's given the Arcane Tome and is bonded to the Cronspine Incarnate. It's quite clever given a Knight Valexa with the uh, Pen of the Stormbringer, the Arcane Tome, because normally he just has AoE Mortal Wounds and then is done. But giving it the Arcane Tome means it's got continued utility in the army, which is fun, and has been given Tunnel Master as well. Then three fr 33 Guild Crossbowmen doing the same job that you would see something like Reavers or something like Blissbarb Archers do. 10 Free Guild Guard and 10 Flagellants. And all of those things are clearing away for those 10 Protectors to charge in and do a ton of damage and also hold objectives really well. And the Cronspine Incarnate of Gur, which can charge up the board and, really excitingly, can have... Um, warding brand cost on it cost on it cast on it so that um if you do any damage to the quantum incarnate of gur uh for every damage you do uh, on a four plus you take a mortal wound back it obviously does have technically 18 wounds but it actually has infinite wounds for the purpose of warding brand so if you do a billion attacks into the quantum incarnate of gur specifically looking at you squigs uh you'll be taking a lot of mortal wounds back uh which is pretty good so i absolutely love that um uh, and then finally, uh, we have got uh, Fire Slayer's Greyfeard. You've got a Rune Master, a Battlesmith, a Rune Father on Magmadroth, uh, and a Rune Meister, and uh, Rune Spider, sorry, and a Rune Father. Then two lots of 10 Hearthguard Berserkers and two lots of 10 Volkite Berserkers. So uh, there's not much to say about Fire Slayers a lot of the time, unless you're running something quite different. The Double Flame Keeper list is something really interesting, as is Jeremy Vissier's list, uh, which also kind of really like breaks the mold on how Fire Slayers play. Um, maybe running MSU um, Volkite Berserkers is kind of interesting as well. But ultimately, uh, it's just a very good combat army, um, which is going to uh, strike first when you charge it. And it's those two units of Hearthguard Berserkers, uh, those two units of 10, uh, being screened out by the Fire Slayer's hand axes. So you can hammer and anvil it pretty well. And then you've got some very fighty characters, specifically the Rune Father. Rune Father? Father or Magmadroth. Our next event is the Warpfire Sigma Summit 2023 being held in Florida. Don't feel like, don't, oh, I've got, it doesn't matter. Organized by Jordan Rainey. Congratulations to him, 28 players playing. The event was won by Jack Harpster, who I think is from the Art of War crew. He's running Soulblight Gravelords and very much like a lot of the other lists we've read today. Legion of Blood uh, is his army. He's got Neferata and a Vampire Lord and Zombie Dragon with Doom, Mist, Doom Minions and the Cloak of Mist and Shadows. Don't need that explained anymore. And a Vampire Lord on foot with Tunnelmaster. 20 Deadwalker Zombies, 30 Death Rattle Skeletons. So we are seeing that as a thing now. Instead of putting just the Neferata spell on 10 Blood Knights, it's definitely going on Death Rattle Skeletons. Um, uh, and then obviously as everything we said before and then 10 more skeletons mortis engine is something unique we haven't seen this previously it does have an aoe mortal wound ability which is pretty awesome um especially if you stick that behind something that isn't going to die like the death rattles and then a corpse car um which is going to make the summer units do mortals and sixes and then 20 grave guard for a big slap unit which you absolutely uh love to see you absolutely love to see it so um uh, really great shout out to jack hope you had a great time congratulations on doing so well no real surprise because you're probably brilliant at wargaming but either way congrats okay in the 4-1 bracket got cody salts running iron jaws blood tooth joshua sasso and sean page let's look at the list shall we 
Cody's running Iron Jaws in its blood tooth. He's got Mega Boss and more Crusher, two War Chanters, and then he's just gone for lots of Gore Grunters. Two six, two threes, and a unit of reinforced Ard Boys. Um, so not much to say about this, but in case you've never watched a show before and you don't know what Auric Warclans do, or Angel specifically, uh, you get a, you get a hero phase move with Mighty Destroyers, which makes the movement 9 Gore Grunters 18 inches. Um, then they do mortal wounds when they charge in, and the War Chanters give plus 1 damage. So you end up with 7 attacks at damage 2 from each Gore Grunter. Uh, the Mega Boss and War Crusher can issue that command 3 times. Um, he's got uh, the Fasten, which means he gets another hero phase move, so he's got 36-inch threat range. And at the end of all that, because they're the sub-faction Blood Tooths, that means they get Gorgrunt as his battle line, and once they finish combat, they either get to pile in or make another normal move, which is great. Very good. And is still very positive right now. Uh, we've got an Oceanic Bone Reapers list in Petrofex Elite. Catacross, uh, Mortars and Bone Shaper with uh, the Artisan's Key. Six Stalkers, three Stalkers, and three Immortus Guard. And then two units of two more gas harbingers. Now I talked about this previously. Uh, well, I talked about this while on stream. But the more gas harbingers being able to uh, charge in and turn off command abilities seems really positive. Um, but um, I'm not sure you wouldn't just like stick into uh, more recursion into the stalkers and also the Immortus Guard. However. Obviously, I didn't go for one with this list, so I should shut up. Uh, but reducing the damage by one to a minimum of one and also getting plus one save on everyone from Catacross is pretty stonks, and you're going to continue to see this do well. Finally, we had a Gloomspike Gits list in Bad Snatchers, Loomboss on Mangler Squigs, Fungoid Cave Shaman, and a Scragrot, 2 times 10 Boingrot Bounders, some Moon Clan Shooters, 6 Fell Waters, Trogoths, and a Gobblepalooza. Now, the Gobblepalooza obviously is a buff piece, can add Rend to a unit, uh, which is very good, as well as have a, uh, do some spells like the Hand of Gork, which is a teleport. The Shooters are very good, especially with additional Rend, or in combination with the Fell Water Trogoths, which are going to reduce any positive modifiers to your save, um, and also reduce to save by one if they are sick on you that's correct boing grot bounders 10 of those are amazing 15 can delete almost anything so i think 10 boing grot bounders is uh no sorry yeah 10 boing grot bounders is pretty much enough mortals on the charge uh they do damage when they charge in they're very powerful scrag rock good uh fungal cave shaman with a moment to reduce your save again which is going to help the shooters the boing grots and the fell waters and then lubos on mangler squigs is something just a little bit interesting don't tend to see that as much, but big threat range threatening your army and running around the board. Uh, so just absolutely awesome. Our next event is the Alberta Classic. 19 players battling it out in Calgary, Alberta. Uh, the event was organized by Calvin Osterdal and it took place here at the Ogre's Den Wargaming Club. Um, right there, you can see it if you're watching this as a video back. Now, the event was won by, but only four in a draw uh, for... Uh, Nick Fortin, shout out to Nick, hope you did well. He was running OCR Bone Reapers, Petrofex Elite, Catacross, Mortison, Otis, Oss Effect. Don't forget the plus one to Wound Aura. Um, and then uh, three Immortus Guard, two units of uh, three Immortus Stalkers, uh, ten Mortec Guard, and then two Mortec Crawlers and Kanan's Reapers. Oh my God, was this an old book? No, it can't have been. Catacross in there as well. Wow. Okay absolutely fantastic stuff uh so again taking msu stalkers and immortus guard um some mortec guard for healing and some mortec crawlers at range would not have expected that but that's absolutely fantastic you love to see it and then our only four and a four one is josh hartloper 
running Stormcast Eternals. You love to see that as well. And he was running, uh, oh no, a Knight Encanter, a Knight Relictor, a Lord Imperitant, two units of five Vanquishers, a unit of five Vindicators, and then two units of three Annihilators with Meteoric Grand Hammers, and then a unit of two Stormstrike Guard and a Stormstrike Chariot, and one unit of Vanguard Raptors with Long Strike Crossbows. So Mortal Wounds at range, charge in, do some damage, threaten some long-range attacks with the Stormdrake Guard, drop in from Deep Strike with the uh, Annihilators with Meteoric Grand Hammers and the Lord Imperitant seven inches away, do Mortal Wounds when you land, Mortal Wounds when you charge, and the Vanquishers just hold some objectives. Uh, and then you've got a Teleport and the Knight Relictor as well which is just absolutely fantastic. Uh, shout out to everyone at that event. I hope you had a wonderful time. Shout out to everyone in Canada. You're all great. We also had the Swedish Masters this weekend. And this is where um, they get all of the players that have done well over the course of the year and they put them together and uh, they, they, they play to be the master of Sweden, the King Viking. And the winner was Adam Sapp with Soulblight Gravelords. He was running... Uh, Neferata, a Vampire Lord and Zombie Dragon, another Vampire Lord and Zombie Dragon, and a Vampire Lord and Zombie Dragon with the Command Trait Doom Minions and the Artifact of Power, the Cloak of Mist and Shadows. So, three Vampire Lords and Zombie Dragons, all hitting the Doomed Minions on twos. Then three units of three Death Rattle Skeletons. So, three big dragons. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, congratulations uh, to him. Uh, though there was a two-list format at this event, which was, uh, so then you brought another list, and the different list was still Legion of Blood, Neferata, Vampire Lord, Zombie Dragon, and a Vampire Lord, then Direwolves, Deadwalker Zombies, and a unit of 10 Blood Knights with a corpse cart. So, uh, uh, oh, sorry, no, it was a three-list format. I apologize. And the final version of this list was Legion of Blood, Nagash, a Vampire Lord, a White King, and some Deadwalker Zombies, right? Uh, pretty exciting. The final of this was a soul blight off in the final, which is really fun. Uh, the Swedish Masters and Swedish scene is really fantastic. Shout out to Eric who organised this event, um, and you can go watch it all live on the Twitch, uh, not live, sorry, but you can watch it back on uh, the Twitch channel Asylum Wargaming. So do go check that out. Our last event uh, had 16 players in it, and it was called Regicide in the Realms. It was organised by me, Rob at the TSN Arena in Nottingham in the UK. As of next month, we will be uh, expanding our venue to have four more tables, and we'll be able to run 24 people events. So if you were interested in coming to one of our events, please do check out our Eventbrite. So look out for the Honest Wargamer. We have a bunch of events up already. Um, quite a lot of them are sold out, but we will be adding tickets to those events uh, because we will have expanded capacity now if anyone is interested in coming. Anyway, we had 16 players playing. We had a wonderful weekend. We had a bunch of people who it was their very first event ever. I'm going to just shout out Andy Bunning, who won Best Sports at his first ever event, uh, which is awesome. But the event was won by Declan, uh, Declan, and he was he's my clubmate as well. Super lovely guy. He was on Blazer Khan and he was on Skullfiend Tribe. Declan uh, is someone with an opinion. He thinks Skullfiend Tribe is actually the way. Uh, if you get a charge over eight, you get always strikes first. And he takes a bunch of mortal units and he gets always strikes first a lot of the time. He's got a realm or ritualist. Uh, well, he's got two of those, in fact. A slaughter priest and a blood secretor and then a blood stoker. Um, and then he had 10 skull reapers, 10 blood reavers, 10 blood reavers, 10 blood reavers. So three lots of 10 blood reapers and then 
two units of six mighty skull reapers uh sorry sorry mighty skull crushers so that's um a lot of wounds so that's 30 wounds on a two-up armor save 60 wounds on a two-up armor save so they can put they can kind of serve as hammer and anvil in the army at 400 points each and can be incredibly fast and also dish out murder rolls and then he's also got himself a unit of skull reapers which are a little bit more fragile but also can be quite survivable uh, which do a lot of mortal wounds on the charge as well so he has a lot of dice if you don't have an overly great armor save um in uh the skull crushers but he can also add rent to that and then a lot of mortal wounds from the skull reapers um uh because that's what they do uh he can stack attacks and but most importantly he can do a lot of moving uh using the uh blood tithe ability to move those units and uh he's got a lot of movement in the army as well thanks to prayers so a lot of damage a lot of good wounds and a lot of good armor saves in the army as well so special shout out to declan hope he's done really well uh, wait, I know he's done really well, and I'm super happy for him because he's just a super sweet guy. So well done. Uh, in uh, second and third place, I guess, but like four, three wins, a, a loss, and a draw. But I'll read it out anyway. Uh, you've got John Dale and you've got Kieran Alanda. Um, uh, and what were they running? It's a great question. Kieran was running. Uh, well, John was running Stormcast Eternals. Yeah, Karazai, Celestine Prime, four Night Vexilers, two units of Vanguard Hunters, and then five Indicators and some Praetors. So the Praetor's bodyguard incredibly well for Karazai, who's very, very tough to get rid of. The Knight Velexas, as we've talked about previously, do mortal wound AoE damage from uh, the standard. So one, two, three, four, bang, 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 bang. AoE mortal wounds, once per battle, D3 mortal wounds. But it's really Karazai being bodyguarded uh, by the Praetor's means he can push him in the middle of the board. So he's got the ability to threaten... Uh, the enemy castles at range thanks to the Velexas, and then he can dominate the board space. The only problem he probably has is board control because he doesn't have as much like board control as you would want. And then finally, uh, the Soulblight Grave Lords list, which Kieran did name after a lot of the monarchy. Our event this weekend was called Regicide in the Realms. We tracked how many generals or war masters you killed and how many of your own generals died, and you got points for all of them. You got points for absolutely all of them. Um, and then the idea was that we had a monarch slayer, which Nathan Prescott won. So shout out to him. Uh, the Cursed Coronation, uh, Soulblight Gravelords, Legion of Blood, Neferata, Vampire Lord Zombie Dragon. Guess what he had? Uh, a Vampire Lord on Zombie Dragon again, this time um, not equipped with anything. And then uh, a White King <laughs> and then Evaya Volga. Uh, who, by the way, were like the scorned captain and the discarded princess, was <laughs> was uh, what are they called? I forget their name. Uh, the the two people everyone's furious about from the royal family. I never remember. Uh, and then ten death rattle skeletons, ten death rattle skeletons, and then ten black knights in his list as well, and the soul snare shackles. So the idea is is that the uh, vampire lord on zombie dragon is ethereal, and then the other vampire lord on zombie dragon becomes ethereal thanks to the um uh thanks to neferata spell and also a mystic shield yeah megan and harry so pretty funny okay let's conclude this event weekend and i don't know about anyone else but where are the gits where are the lrl where are the silverneth why am i only reading out soulblight grave lords carajon overlords and ocr bone reapers now, there's a lot to say about this. Let's talk about the production meta for a start. When new books come out, working out what lists are good or even like what units might be good takes a lot of time. You have to think it through and it's quite difficult to do. Okay. 
So you might just run what you already have. Also right now, so then you gotta build them and you gotta paint them, that's the production matter. That's something we talk about a lot. Sometimes it takes longer for people to put those things on the tabletop than people who are super keen or happen to have those things already available. Also, there's also a supply meta problem that we haven't talked about a lot recently. Games Workshop are suffering a lot from supply issues. Lots of stores and communities around the world aren't getting the models and supplies that they want, which is a massive problem as well. Um, so there's something to be said there. So you also will see some list diversity because you also have some supply issues. But that said, we are seeing a lot of the same list, especially for Soulblight Gravelords, OCR Bone Reapers, we've got some variants. But we started the show with some pretty great diversity. We saw that really, really fun, different Beast of Chaos list. We saw that really fun and different Soulblight Gravelords list as well. And we saw a couple of different Soulblight Gravelords list. Um, and so ultimately, you get a lot of very, uh, a lot of diverse lists, but it does seem like this week we're reading out the same list a, a lot of the time. Uh, but that's great for Soulblight Gravelords. That's great for OCR Bone Reapers. And what is the solution? Well, they're mainly combat armies, and especially Neferata, which we're seeing featured in lots of lists, suffers a lot if you're able to unbind that spell that uh, makes it you ignore rend, which is going to be very, very uh, good if you can do it. So auto unbinds uh the ability to do um uh, yeah just auto unbinds or unbind at a high value is going to be very positive uh, right now the seraphon book isn't out so we're not seeing uh, all of the gungans in play uh what's the soul gris uh, what's the soul blight grave lords list core well if you listen back to the show soul blight grave lords list core is a vampire and zombie dragon with cloak of mist and shadows and doom minions um that's the core and then neferata and then you can either you can pivot 30 skeletons 10 blood knights pivot around do some different stuff that's the kind of core of the list um and it seems to be doing very very well uh catacross i think is probably going to feature in probably every single ocr bone reapers list but it's nice to see them out there uh, ko doing well but ko not hitting five o's across the board is super strong uh ogres just making this big comeback hazel just going for a second five o. you'd love to see that as well corn featuring pretty heavily as well this weekend as well we saw blood lords blood lords blood lords but our five o was skullfiend tribe so nice and different as well um it'll be fun to see what all the uh all the lists do to the stats but lots of new factions doing very very well absolutely huge love to see it great weekend hope everyone had a really fun time um a massive shout out to the twitch chat for hanging out with me all day um if you have enjoyed either this podcast or this youtube video please do like and subscribe and of course you could support the show by joining patreon uh, we've got a fun healthy discord where we talk about a bunch of different things uh, so i hope you might want to join that as well that'd be cool uh, thanks very much uh, but shout out to all the players hope you had a great weekend uh don't forget we've got worlds coming up um if you are uh tuning into this like at the appropriate time like the 8th of uh, may is when i'm recording the 13th and 14th of may i will be live streaming um the uh, a bunch of chats with about worlds uh, over the course of the weekend so you can come and join us for that that'll be super cool thanks hope you have a great day loads of love see you soon